This is the Prime Pod. I'm Robert McLean. In today's edition, I speak with Ian Fanthorpe, country manager of Blue House Capital. It's a private equity real estate firm focusing on Central and Southeastern Europe. I spoke with him in the company's Prague office. As an opportunistic investor, Blue House can adapt its moves according to market conditions. And I think we can all agree that they've been shifting radically in recent months. So I was interested to hear where Ian saw new opportunities. One note, this discussion grew out of a presentation Ian gave at the Prime's recent investment seminar series, which was sponsored by Dual Asset. Real estate is always promoted as the best hedge against inflation. Are you confident you can raise your rents by 15% for 2023? Absolutely. Uh, The leases are drafted in a way where we're obliged to index our rents annually. So um, subject to the euro uh, index, we will have no choice but to increase the rents. So the tenants will have to absorb that. That's what they sign up for uh, when they sign a real estate lease. So it's very it's market standard. And actually, it's, the, it's where we see the strength in a lease agreement. We actually hear it from our investors. We know that's why real estate as an asset class is attractive because they are linked to indexation which is different from different from other asset classes. Right. You bring up the point, actually, that it's not necessarily check uh, CPI if, if, if the loan or the, or the leases are, are quoted in. So it's going to depend whether it's a check or, Absol- or a euro-based Absolutely. I mean, the, the market here is euro-denominated. So, yes, the vast majority of leases um, are drafted in euros. The uh, indexation terms are connected to, to eurozone. So it will be primarily subject to how the Eurozone manages its uh, its indexation. Um, however, the Czech Crown lease is a different animal altogether, obviously. And to be honest, this is one of the reasons why people prefer Euro-denominated contracts over Czech Crown. Because yes, the impact on tenants with Czech Crown leases is far more dramatic than more standardized Euro-denominated leases. So there's there's a material difference um, because the CPI indexes are materially different today. Are construction prices still heading through the roof as they were, say, last year? And do you think there's any easing at the moment? The general landscape on construction prices is settling with regards to there's more certainty on pricing, which is something which didn't happen last year. Uh, the uncertainty still is there with regards to delivery times. Uh, this is something we, we, we also see. Mm-hmm. So although costs maybe are a bit more manageable and, and you can budget and account for costs now, the delivery times are absolutely moving out. So we, we're now having to evolve construction timeframes. I mean, for example, with pre-leases, we have to be very careful. Uh, and, you know, so there's a lot of thought actually, not so much on the prices, but there's a lot of uh, thought now on delivery timeframes and actually managing the expectations of tenants moving into your building. So th- th- this is so, this is all this is still probably the main element of discussions that we have is actually the ability to, to deliver and hand over, and how the contractors are able to commit to that in line with a back-to-back pre-lease obligation of us handing over to a tenant. So that that's how it I would say it's evolved. So we sort of got through the the initial cost element. And now it's about actually delivery um, processes. I mean, what we did see also, which helped, was um, an evolution in the sort of how tenants react to this, because you know historically it was okay. You 
agree the pre-release, you get the contractor to deliver at this cost on this time. Because the contractors were a bit nervous about that, we had to actually have flexibility in our offers. So what we actually did see was tenants are more flexible with regards to what they can absorb in either delivery times or you know potential, um, for example, rents based on today's offers, which could potentially move out index linked sort of construction cost, fixed pricing, you know, there was, there was many ways that we could try and structure it to try and adapt more flexibility mm-hmm. with all the stakeholders in the process. Given the uncertainty about pricing and, and sort of this level of inflation, are you less likely to, uh, to start or to buy a project right now because of the uncertainties? And what does it mean in terms of like your willingness to sell? Um, I mean, we've got to be careful because we don't represent every investor. I'm really so asking for you, strategy. you know, for Blue House. For Blue House, we see it as an opportunity because typically we are value-add um, a group with higher return expectations for our investors. So we always see uh, a potential, uh, let's call it, whether it's repricing or correction or, or cyclical movement, we, we, we like to see that more as an opportunity mm-hmm. to purchase from, from our perspective. But for us, we, we have to be extremely nuanced in our purchases because the environment isn't perfect for us, even as a, as a value add. I mean, we still have to factor in things such as uh, finance costs increases, which we, we see everywhere. Uh, we have to factor in um, you know, the, the, the various sort of like macroeconomic risks. Um, in, into our decisions, so it's not a case of we, we, we go in with a with an open checkbook and start buying everything. It's absolutely you know crazy to, to have that mentality, but we still see opportunities, and we just need to be very nuanced and strategic about these opportunities. It won't stop us buying mm-hmm. if that's you know the fear of, of people like in this environment people stop buying. I don't. That's again, it's sort of a little bit like how the consumers react. People don't stop buying; they just transfer their purchases onto certain sectors and certain segments because again you know you can talk about logistics you can talk about offers you can talk about residential for rent all different speeds sectors are moving at different speeds and they all have different dynamics different pros and cons so you just have to be very um, strategic in your selection process there's so much in flux at the moment The inflation and, more importantly, interest rate landscape has shifted rapidly beneath our feet. It seems logical to expect that some investments or projects would no longer make sense to their sponsors, that a flood of deals should be hitting the market soon. But Ian suggests that, in Europe at least, real estate markets aren't as skittish as you might think. I would think you see this as a a real potential not goldmine, but a real potential for a lot of froth on the market that you might be able to take advantage of. Possibly, possibly. Um, but didn't we have the same discussion during COVID? Didn't we have a financial crisis? I mean, the level of, so let's say, call it distressed assets that float into the chair market is tiny. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't exist here almost. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not the US where people make these like big jumps and go, okay, look, I'm not going to pay. Is I'm going to give it back to the bank type thing. There's there's a more pragmatic and rational approach here. So we don't expect a huge wave of distressed assets. There might be assets which are cheaper, let's call it, mm-hmm. than what they were before. But this is also about the seller's uh, expectation on pricing because maybe they don't achieve a twenty percent IRR, but they're happy to take fifteen percent IRR in this right. environment. And maybe that's the that's the the strike point 
in a buy-sell situation. So yes, there's opportunities. We, we see that potentially, but it's not a huge wave of them coming. And honestly, nothing really changes because we're always looking for these types of you know opportunities for us. The one sort of element we are actively talking or, or actively talking internally about potential what we might see on the market is potentially assets with fu- with funding gaps this is this is a new dynamic where i think we see banks potentially being a little bit more conservative in their lending policies and i think this might be somewhere where we could as a as a more opportunity opportunistic investor try and step in because if ltvs drop interest rates go up. I, I don't know, there's ways that we can maybe come in. Help top up exactly. certain, some, some kind of a sponsor. Exactly, but that, that takes time. Mm-hmm. That takes time for people to sort of, you know, adapt. And if they if people adapt and don't see a long-term change, that's when the opportunities arrive. But I think right. this, this is still a short-term blip, okay. let's call it. Mm-hmm. And maybe next year that we might see it. You've been listening to The Prime Pod. Theprime.cz is your best source for in-depth, original reporting on real estate in Central Europe.